1: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of power.
2: You're listening to the voice of the future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh.
0: Hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be with you all today. As always, redfutureradio.com. GOPjosh.com is my website, redfutureradio.com for the network. And follow me on social media, our verified profile on Twitter and Truth Social at GOPjosh20 on Twitter. Or X, whatever you want to call it, I call it Twitter. And then Truth Social is at GOPjosh. Appreciate the opportunity to join you all tonight, as always, on this Wednesday. August 30th, year of our Lord, 2023. So let's start with some sort of breaking news that happened today. Uh, most of the stuff we gathered over the last two days, but today, uh, this is actually a major news story. We remember last time where the uh, senator from Kentucky, the Senate Minority Leader, Mitch McConnell, actually froze during his uh, speech, where he was giving a gaggle to the press he did the same thing in district, a clip from WLWT, Cincinnati.
1: What are my thoughts about what? Running
0: for re-election in 2026. And he just stops talking.
1: Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026. And there
0: an an aide comes in trying to help him out. She's biting her lip.
1: All right. I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. Senator.
0: Yep. he's standing at a podium just looking blankly while two people go up to him and just try to help him out okay. here uh-huh. <clears throat> okay
1: somebody else have a question please speak
0: up so pretty much her excuse is oh well he can't hear you he could hear that question um he said at the beginning of the clip, what am I talking about what, before he asked the question again, and then just stopped, just stopped talking. This is dangerous, folks. This is a bad thing, right? None of us want to see this sort of situation in our government where a person leading our government, he is leading the Republican caucus, so he's not really a leader, but hes he's supposed to be the leader of the Republican caucus in the Congress right now, Mitch McConnell is freezing up during a press gaggle. That's a dangerous thing, folks. That's how the Republican party, the Republican caucus and the Senate overall is represented on a national scale and on an international scale. Why are we allowing our Senate to be a nursing home? Why are we allowing the people who should be in, in the nursing home should be and, uh, enjoying their prune juice and whatever else. Well, he probably is. Um should be enjoying his prune juice and everything else. Um, I hate to say it, in his final stages of life, he's 80-some years old. He should not be in government anymore. Especially if you don't have... um, If you don't have a... a brain capacity to actually do the job. I mean, I... I just, I hate to say it, and I hate to, to think that way. But we can't have a government led by these people. He should be immediately expelled from Congress. And so should Diane Feinstein. Should be, should, so should John Fetterman. You know, these people, and it's not about age. It's about brain and mental capacity. John Fetterman's younger than most senators, I, I would imagine. I don't know how old he is. He's in his 40, uh, 40, um, 40s. 54, I'm sorry. He's a... His wife is 41. Wow, right? Um. Anyways, um, he's in his 50s, and he has no brain capacity because he had a stroke. He should not be in the U.S. Senate. Mitch McConnell is 80-some years old. He should not be in the Senate. I believe uh, Diane Feinstein is like 90 years old. She shouldn't be in the Senate either. She's uh, 90 years... Yeah, 90 exactly. She should not be in the Senate. Why don't we have a litmus test... Of who can serve in government. Not on policy, because I believe anyone on any policy should serve. Just shouldn't be a Republican. and shouldn't be dictating the lives of people. But they, if they're elected, they can serve. But actually, how, what are the ABCs? What are, what are the 26 letters of the alphabet? Can you count to 100? Can you count down from 100? Can you answer a simple question when you're asked? Uh, are you capable of brushing your own teeth? Are you able of walking without falling down or getting pushed by a wheelchair, right? Those are the questions we, we kind of have to ask, right? And it's a shame, but if you can't pass the basic test, Trump has, he did the, the, uh, cognitive test, the, the man, person, woman, camera, TV, or whatever it was, um, man, woman, person, camera, person, man, woman, camera, TV, whatever it might've been. I don't really care. Um, He he did that with flying colors, he passed with flying colors, he's 6'3", 215, he's qualified to serve in the government. Mitch McConnell is not doing well. And he should not be representing our government on a national scale. Um, quick story here about the 2024 primary before we get into uh, some more non-primary news. Um, Francis Suarez, he was the he is or was the Miami mayor. I don't really know or really care. Uh, he announced a run for president and then 74 days later dropped out. He's the first Republican to drop out of the race. Um, running for president of the United States has been one of the greatest honors of my life. Suarez wrote in a lengthy statement on his ex-account, "While well, I've decided to suspend my campaign for the president. My commitment to making this nation uh, better for every American remains. Suarez centered his campaign on his record of success in Miami winning a re-election as a Republican in one of Florida's bluest cities. Uh, he only campaigned in early states a handful of times, three trips to Iowa, two trips to New Hampshire uh, since announcing in June. Uh, he suggested he would drop out if he didn't make the, the debate stage. He said during a news conference at the Iowa State Fair, if you can't meet the minimum threshold, you shouldn't be trying to take time and volume away from people that do. He said during a news conference, like I said, I don't think candidates sort of uh, should just sort of linger around if they don't have a credible path. And, obviously, he did not um, have a credible path, so he did not linger around, and he uh, dropped out. So, big whoop. He didn't meet 1%. He believed he met the, the criteria, but he did not hit 1% and enough polls. Uh, he had enough donors. He, he paid people $20 to, to donate to his campaign, so if you got 20 bucks, congratulations. Um, but he is no longer in the race and he probably shouldn't be uh, for the better. Uh, Stop splitting the primary. Trump's going to win. Also, Miami was actually highlighted during the the Republican debate. The fact that it has the worst crime like in the nation or something like that. And he was talking to Ron DeSantis about it, but it's a very badly bad, um, pardon me, it's a very poor ran city. So he probably wouldn't do great Nationwide anyways. Um, just under that fact alone, and he probably shouldn't do well nationwide and hey look, he dropped out. who really cares? Um, back after this interesting story we're gonna we're gonna come up on after the break, a 12 year old was kicked out of class uh, for a patch on his backpack. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was 12 we had our backpacks put in little cubby holes or like little lockers in the classroom we didn't see them until we were leaving class. so it didn't really matter what was on our backpacks. Right. Apparently, this school is not the same way, and they actually kick a kid out of class for wearing a patch on his backpack, saying it's distracting and whatever else. We'll talk about that after the break. Also, we finally have the moderators for the second Republican debate, uh, who they're going to be from Fox News. Um, Steve Scalise, the House Majority Leader, announces a blood cancer diagnosis, which is going to be major news. Also in the House of Representatives, Republican leaders want to launch a Biden impeachment inquiry. Um, I've got thoughts on that. And then in our Ohio Ohio segment, Bob Young, Republican, uh, Blue 22 member in uh, up in somewhere in the state, uh, was arrested again. So we'll talk about that after the break as well. Back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network brought to you by Patreon.com.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is The Conservative Crusader.
0: Welcome back. This is The Conservative Crusader. Make sure you join us on our Patreon page for as little as $3 a month to support the program. Keep us on the air. Keep us with our big, big, bigly projects coming very soon over at patreon.com slash Josh. Support the Red Feature Radio Network over there. Patreon.com slash gopjosh. Patreon.com slash gopjosh. All right, so let's talk about Colorado, shall we? A big liberal um, bleep hole, By the way, uh, Ohio is becoming more like Colorado. We're trying to legalize marijuana. We'll cover that in the, the coming months here on the program, but just stay tuned for that. So a Colorado elementary teacher kicks a 12-year-old student out of class for wearing the Gadsden flag on his backpack, wearing the Don't Tread on Me, a very generic Americana patch, populist, uh, libertarian patch on his backpack. A Democrat Colorado governor actually defended the schoolboy. He called the patch a great teaching moment for a history lesson. And school administrators actually claimed the flag had origins uh, with slavery. So there's a video, uh, about three minute video linked in the, uh, if you go to the, the show notes below it'll be linked in the article where you can watch the whole video, I've seen it. Um, this kid Holds his own very well. His backpack actually has a lot more than a Gadsden flag. Um, he has a lot of patches. He goes to a charter school, so he's wearing, he's very well dressed. He looks like a very nice, respectable kid. He's got an uh, uh, army backpack, it looks like a St. Michael Protect Us patch, a Dogecoin patch, a uh, Don't Tread On Me patch, and then a couple other I can't uh, decipher from the blurry picture the big banner that says j-rod for vp i'm guessing uh that means he's running for vice president of the class or something um not entirely sure his name is Jayden, so maybe he is j-rod uh running for vp of the class but it's a very big big backpack with a lot of patches on it but he they singled out the gadsden flag um so the the mom recorded it The bag can't go back if he has the patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. The mom was quick to defend her son, claiming the flag originally comes from the American Revolution as a symbol of the 13 colonies' fight against the British crown and did not promote slavery. Uh, She can be heard in the video saying it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the uh, Revolutionary War patch that was displayed when they were fighting the British. As part of the back and forth, she questioned if the school was mistaking it for the Confederate flag. The administrator responded, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided by the district, and definitely you have every right not to agree with it. Um, Democrat Governor Jared Polis weighed on the issue denying that the flag was racist, instead claiming it was a great teaching moment. And exactly, they could, if a student went up to the teacher and said, what does this flag mean? Why why does Jaden have this flag on his backpack? Well, Jaden, come to the front of the class and tell us about the flag. If he can't tell it, then, well, he shouldn't have it on his backpack. But if he can, it can be a very... Good moment to learn about this flag and teach it. My 8th grade history teacher had a... Um, one of the original join or die flags in her classroom. And I, I asked about it one day because I was 8th grade. Didn't really know that much in American history class. So I obviously was learning about American history. And she, she taught me about the flag. And it was it was a cool moment. This is the same thing. Um, the Gansom flag is a proud symbol of the American Revolution. An iconic warning to Britain uh, or any government not to violate the liberties of Americans. We saw this trending all around, uh, don't tread on me during the 2020 lockdowns, and it's so true. Um, it was designed by South Carolina soldier Chris, uh, Christopher Gadston in the mid-1770s. That's why it's called the Gadston Flag, obviously. Um, emails sent to the mother by Jeff Yoakum, director of operations, were obtained by the Libertarius Institute president, Connor Boyack, um, he claimed the flag was banned from the school for links to racism, quoting a graphic design scholar, Paul Brewski. I did not know there was such a thing as a graphic design scholar. Um, Brewski works at the Ohio- o- Iowa State University. He says, because of its creator's history and because it's commonly flown alongside Trump 2020 flags, the Confederate battle flag and other white supremacist flags may, uh, some may now see the Gadsden flag as a symbol of intolerance and hate or even racism. Do we have the laugh button still? There it is. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing at you, buddy. Because of its creator's history, he was a revolutionary warfighter. Because it's commonly flown alongside Trump 2020 flags, some may now see the Gadsden flag as a symbol of intolerance and hate or even racism. Those two things are not comparable. The Trump 2020 flag makes something flown alongside of it, the Gadsden flag, a, a symbol of intolerance or hate. Now, I'm not sure how many of you see Trump flags where you're around. I see them all of the time, but I always see them flown with an American flag. Sometimes a Gadsden flag, very rarely a Confederate flag, because most people know what that means. It was the Democrats' treason flag. Um, But are you saying the American flag is racist because it's commonly flown with the Trump 2020 flag or the Trump 2024 flag? Is that this guy's logic is saying, oh well, because the guy that designed it might have not been the most friendly person, because he was from the Revolutionary War in the 1700s, when the time was different, and oh, this guy might not be the most, the most welcoming and inclusive kind of guy, because oh, he was in the 1700s, and it flew with a Trump flag on some houses, means that this guy, this this flag is automatically a symbol of hatred and racism and everything else. Um. I it's disgusting it really is that, that our public school or not public but it's a private school it's some sort of school um is be, the the schools period are indoctrinating kids and telling them they have to take off a flag patch off of their backpack because some kids might find it racist that's a shame uh, the kid actually posted a response video uh, to twitter so let's let's play the video hey
2: guys um today was a good day um... Kind of. When I got to school, the kids were really hyped up because um, they saw me on Twitter, and kids are-
0: And it paused. What's up? What's up with that? Putting, don't tread on me on their locker.
2: Well, at least um, my new mate, friends, because uh, I'm big on Twitter, and now they like me all of a sudden. But the teachers, on the other hand, I got some dirty looks, that's for sure. Um, I. They're definitely not happy with me, but other than that, it was pretty good. Um, I was on the Charlie Kirk show, and Ben Shapiro had me. It was a really good day, in my opinion. Well, um, have a good day,
0: y'all. So he's not—he's not, guys, he's not um, a media-trained guy. He's talking to all his new friends that like him because of Twitter, which is kind of sad. Um, but I'm good. I'm glad for him. I, I'm really happy for him. The fact that he stood up for himself—he was willing to. Um, a fight the good fight. Willing to stand up against the, these tyrants trying to shut him down. Really standing by the meaning of the flag. Uh, quickly here, gonna gonna flip the sh- the show around, change topics completely. The moderators for the 2024 second Republican debate. By the way, calling. Give us your thoughts. Five seven GOP. Josh 574-675-6747 Leave us a voicemail, and we'll uh, get to you. We'll have a voicemail to play in the next segment. Um, that I just now remembered about. I uh, just now remembered. So, Dana Perino, a big Bush woman, Stuart Varney from Fox Business, uh, alongside Univision's Elana Caladron, will moderate the 2024 debate, the second uh, GOP Secretary of Transportation debate, uh, two hours long at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. I have a feeling that Dana is going to be very favorable towards Nikki Haley. They're, they're kind of friends. They're always friendly to each other on Fox News. They're both Bushites. They're both neocons. So I see that being sort of a an unfair team up there. Um, can we get to this voicemail before the break? We have plenty of time. Yeah, let's let's play the voicemail here. We have uh, on the phone as soon as we can get it pulled up here. We did. Now, I was not preparing to do it in the segment. But we have time. Just wanted to give you that news about that that wild debate. No one's gonna watch. All right. Here's the voicemail from Rodney. Hey, Josh, this is
1: Rodney calling from Florida. Um, you know, I was just wanting to see what your thoughts were on the potential run, uh, 2024 run by Bernie Sanders. Um, I know that's picking up some steam and, you know, given all the Trump news, maybe it's flown a little under the radar. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Thanks.
0: Well, I appreciate your call, Rodney. First thing, when you are calling into the show, make sure your TV is off, off in the background. That way, we can hear everything uh, you have to say. Second thing, um, Bernie Sanders—he is 82 years old. He's lost twice. I don't see him running again, especially not against a Republican uh, incumbent Democrat. I really think he'd have a good shot at this point because Bernie so, un- or because Biden is so unpopular, and because Gen Z is the official voting block, and he's the only one with a message that actually appeals uh, to that kind of voting block. But I don't think he's going to hop in. He lost twice before he I don't see a a third path for Bernie. I don't see a path for the third times a charm for him like it was um for Joe Biden. Uh, he he really should have started earlier if he wanted a shot. But he's eighty one years old now. If we have this this election, pardon me, turning into Trump v. Biden v. Bernie. Um I'm not really sure how people are going to respond to that. I I really don't. It is the major bigly um, Gen Z voting block responding to three older men. And I'll admit that that Trump is old. He is 81, 82 years old or not 82. He's like 78. But still, he he's an older gentleman. Uh but he he has a message, he has a platform and Bernie has a message and a platform and I think they would probably they they'd probably do all right. I think Bernie would do all right. He's not going to run. It is too late in the cycle, I think, to even hop in on the Democrat side running against an incumbent that's already running TV commercials. Um, but we will see. And, and there's still a chance, and there's still a chance he hops in and makes waves. But I don't see it happening at this point. Alright, quick clip here. Uh, Ten seconds. I hear it's it's a fantastic clip. Uh, play cut.
1: I think the uh, fake indictment that they did in Georgia was uh, yeah. very helpful, and then they Insisted on a mugshot and somehow it turned out to be very iconic. Yes. It's so I think true. The uh, fake you can indictment.
0: Your, uh, you can, sorry, I'm, I'm drinking water. I didn't realize that clip was so short. You can buy your Trump mugshot shirt by going to the donaldjtrump.com, going to the official store, and buying your Trump mugshot shirt from the official source to help support the guy that's in the mugshot. All right, Patriots, we'll be back right after this here with some more news here on the Voice of the Future. This is the Red Future Radio Network and the Conservative Crusader podcast at GOPjosh.com. Back after this.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
0: Hey, everyone, it's Josh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash gopjosh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected. But anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the Conservative Crusader.
2: This is the Conservative Crusader.
1: The left-wing lunatics are trying very hard to bring back COVID lockdowns and mandates with all of their sudden fear-mongering about the new variants that are coming. Gee whiz, you know what else is coming? An election. They want to restart the COVID hysteria so they can justify more lockdowns, more censorship, more illegal drop boxes, more mail-in ballots, and trillions of dollars in payoffs to their political allies heading into the 2024 election. Does that sound familiar? These are bad people. These are sick people we're dealing with. But to every COVID tyrant who wants to take away our freedom, Hear these words, we will not comply. So don't even think about it. We will not shut down our schools. We will not accept your lockdowns. We will not abide by your mask mandates. And we will not tolerate your vaccine mandates. They rigged the 2020 election and now they're trying to do the same thing all over again by rigging the most important election in the history of our country, the 2024 election even if it means trying to bring back COVID. But they will fail because we will not let it happen. When I'm back in the White House, I will use every available authority to cut federal funding to any school, college, airline, or public transportation system that imposes
0: a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate. Thank you very much. That's our president, folks, Donald J. Trump and his... Beautiful Agenda 47 videos he's putting out there on Truth Social and on Twitter, on on all the platforms where you can find me. Just search GOP Josh, and I will pop right up, either me or the Trump mugshot, one of the two. Um, very cool. So let's hop into this next story here, very sad story, and we're kind of running through the news today. There's a lot of news to get to, so not a lot of opinion, but this is a news-oriented program. Major- House Majority Leader Steve Scalise announces blood cancer diagnosis and he is currently undergoing treatment. So he has announced a, a very treatable blood cancer. He has started treatment, he announced Tuesday. After a few days of not feeling like myself this past week, I had some blood work done. The results uncovered some irregularities. After ongoing additional tests, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, pardon me, a very treatable blood cancer. I have now begun treatment, which will continue for the next several months. I will expect to work through this period and attend to return to Washington, continuing my work as majority leader and serving the people of Louisiana's first congressional district. Uh, he is 57 years old. He's the second highest ranking Republican in the House after the Speaker. He is a major figure within the House GOP conference and has long been seen as either a political successor or rival uh, to McCarthy. So, Steve Scalise has worked through a lot of health problems. We had the 2017 congressional baseball game, of course, which is a great event for charity every year he was practicing for during a a shooting at the practice he was actually shot and he survived obviously he's still kicking so obviously he survived that health adversary uh, adversary he is adversity he says he's he's his own example of a miracle right and he he is he's surviving he seemed like a great congressman i don't know a lot about him he seems better than mccarthy um, I don't like a couple of his endorsements, but he's doing it for electoral uh, electability reasons, which is kind of lame. Um, but I'm praying for him, and you should be praying for him as well. And even if I didn't like him, right, even if you don't like the guy personally, you should not hope for ill will. You should not hope for death. You should not hope for, for viruses or for cancer or for a, a, any sort of death note for people. As I, I saw some, some leftists on Twitter celebrating this. Like, Steve Scalise is not even the left's biggest enemy, and they're still praising him for having a treatable version of cancer? It's a shame. It really is. It's disgusting as well. Um, But I digress. Let's move on here really quickly. House Republican leaders would like to launch a Biden impeachment inquiry next month, some sources say. Although McCarthy says he doesn't know if he has the votes to start it. House Republican leaders are hoping to press this from Fox News to press forward with plans for an impeachment inquiry against President Biden next month. Uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy told GOP lawmakers in a members only conference call on Monday night that an impeachment inquiry is the national progression from our investigation that's been going on. One Republican who has been granted uh, anonymity to discuss the call said. The lawmaker said Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan informed members on an earlier call that McCarthy suggested the House would vote on opening an impeachment inquiry next month. Uh, What Jim Jordan said was that McCarthy told him that it was coming to the floor in September. So that's next month. Uh, Barely. Just next month. The next show will be in September. A a source familiar with the discussion similarly told Fox News Digital that McCarthy expressed to several conference members that Congress probes have enough momentum to push uh, an impeachment inquiry in the fall after lawmakers return from the August recess. The president and his son, Hunter Biden, are under scrutiny. We all know about the story and why they're actually impeaching him. Um, The the impeachments are not going to go anywhere. An impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden is not going to make it anywhere. It's not going to force through anything. It's not going to reveal anything. What can be revealed will be revealed in its own right. We can reveal it in the position we're in now without focusing on an impeachment inquiry. It would be cool for the, way hey, look, we're using the tactic the tactic do, uh, against them, just like you, you've you asked us to do. Josh, we're going to impeach Joe Biden. But your impeachment's not going to go anywhere. There is no scenario in which Joe Biden is not serving the rest of his term unless it's health-related. And I hate to say that because I, I want him out of there like any of uh, the rest of you. But an impeachment inquiry into him is wasting time. Focus on real issues. Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Director or Secretary. Impeach him. Investigate him. Uh, The Attorney General Merrick Garland's a shame. Christopher Wray with the FBI. These are all weaponized political positions, just like the presidency, without as much polarization that it could be convinced to actually do something with the problem. They could be convinced to actually, hey, look, this is a major deal. There is not a single Democrat in the House of—or in the Senate, I'm sorry, or House, that will vote for the impeachment of Joe Biden, there are very few that might go for another issue. If we want to make the most of it, announce something, launch an investigation, do whatever you want to do, but know—and all of you deserve to know this as well, the the regular people that don't follow politics 24-7, that don't know everything that's going on, know that there is no way whatsoever, and quote me on this on August 30th, That Joe Biden is impeached in the Senate or convicted in the Senate for any impeachable crime. Do I believe he has done impeachable crimes? Absolutely. Do I believe he should probably be impeached? Absolutely. Do I believe it's going to happen? No. Do I think it's worth our time to mess around with this when we have more important things on the table? No. We have a very slim majority. Messing around with political theater always hurts the Republicans. And always helps the Democrats because the Democrats pay more attention. The left-wing college students that don't have anything else better to do, they always pay attention to the political theater. Our people don't. So why are we going to waste our time? Do something for the people not to play around with this crisis. He, He is absolutely deserving to be impeached. I will give you that every day of the week, twice on Sunday. But there is no scenario in which Joe Biden is removed from office, uh, through a conviction of the Senate. And I don't see him pulling the Nixon and getting impeached, just barely starting to get impeached and walking away. He's not going to do that. So where is our our mission going to be? Are we going to play around with it and let the left one-up us on everything else? Or are we going to go fight for fight and actually go after the left and actually win against the left? It's up to you to decide, folks. It's up to the American people, and, and, well, maybe call your congressman. All right, folks, we're going to get to the break a little early here. Not a lot in the Ohio I mean, uh, there's a lot of news today, but I kind of sped run through it. I apologize. A a sped run, a speed run, as a matter of fact. But that gives us plenty of time to talk about Fiverr, because Fiverr is a great supporter of the program, and you are all, through our Fiverr link, supporting the program uh, bigly. So uh, go to our Fiverr link, bit.ly slash Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, F-I-V-E-R-R, to support the program today, whether you get a gig on Fiverr, a logo design, a translation service, whatever it might be, uh, you will be able to support the program and get something great out of the deal as well. That's that's bit.ly slash gopjoshfiverr, or the top link in the show notes below. You can support the program through Fiverr. Also, blackoutcoffee.com is doing a major Labor Day sale. Use code T-S-M-S at checkout over at blackoutcoffee.com, blackoutcoffee.com, and then makehoneygreatagain.com. Use code T-S-M-S, that's T-S-M-S, to support the Red Feature Radio Network, L-L-P, registered in the state of Ohio, which is kind of big news, uh, and then our Patreon page, our patreon.com slash Josh. direct support to the program, we get like 90% of what you you put in through there. We completely, completely support the program, and you completely support it, and allow us to do what we do even better, even biglier, do even more uh, by going to that link and supporting over at Patreon. Back after this with the Ohio segment, here on the Red Feature Radio Network, this is the Conservative Crusader.
2: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
0: Well, Welcome in, everyone. This is the Ohio segment of the program. This is the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for joining me today uh, for this portion of the program. Changing up the bumper music for that. (laughs) I was looking through the break. I'm like, what's a good football song for the program? Because actually, this Saturday at 3.30 p.m. is the first Ohio State football game of the season. I believe it's the home opener for, uh, not the home opener, but the the first football game um, overall. Not sure what the TV situation is. But it will be big against Indiana. Hopefully it's a bigly win for Ohio State. All right. Not in Ohio. a big win for Ohio State is State Representative Bob Young. Um, he is a Blue 22 member. He is being held in Summit County Jail. And we'll tell you why here in just a second. Uh, he is a Republican, supposedly. He has been censured by the Republican Party already. I don't think they're going to do it again. I don't imagine. But I'll be at the Ohio Republican Party meeting in, in next week. Uh, so we will see. But he should resign. He's uh, 41 years old. He is, no group tells me where he's from. No no news source tells me. I'm guessing up in the North Ohio area because that's where all the news reports are coming out of. Um. But he was arrested for the second time in two months, Monday night, after he allegedly violated a protection order stemming from his first arrest. So he's been arrested once already uh, on domestic violence charges according to Summit County Jail Records. Republican legislature is a legislator, and this this is from the Ohio Capital Journal, which is a big liberal paper in in Columbus. You can tell by how many times they say Republican. Um, The Republican legislator is being held in Summit County Jail on a misdemeanor charge of recklessly violating a protection order, according to the Barberton Municipal Court. Uh, To recap, he's now facing three total charges, domestic violence, assault, and violating a protection order. All three are first-degree misdemeanors. Uh, Tuscaloosa County Sheriff's Office deputies arrested Young Sunday after Summit County filed a warrant on Saturday. He was found in his residence in Magnolia and was emotional, according to TSCO. The county doesn't have body cameras. He was taken into custody, and uh, CSCO, the Summit County, picked him up. Uh, As of this morning, just a few hours ago, he's still in our jail, according to the Summit County Sheriff's Office inspector, Bill Holland. He was arrested in two misdemeanors in July, one for domestic violence against his wife and the other for assault against his brother, he pled not guilty. So they both have restraining orders. It means no contact. He broke the protection order by calling one of the individuals. So he called them and, and got arrested, which is kind of wild, but you know, that's how they work. Um the investigation's ongoing. He cannot share what was in the calls or the messages. But let's recap here, okay? State legislator being arrested on three charges, probably going to be convicted. Blue 22, still holding office. What in the world has gone wrong in our state? We are in the beautiful state of Ohio. We have a legislator that is a criminal, a career criminal, and most of the men there are. But this is a guy who's a convicted, not convicted, but he's a charged criminal. He's in jail. Now, they don't have work leave from the Summit County Sheriff's Office, I don't imagine. I should call them and ask. Um. But they don't have work leave. They don't have a way he can leave jail, go be a legislator, and go back to jail. Put a suit on, put on a tie, pretend everything's fine. But you really can't accurately represent your constituents while you're in jail either. You're, you're representing a group of them that can't vote, but you are not representing the ones that voted you into office and representing the ones that actually have an impact in our government system. So Bob Young... Should resign. It's long overdue, frankly, but especially now at this point, he should resign. Do what's better for the state and for the country versus his own pockets and his own, his own uh, leader, Jason Stevens, and resign. Um, I don't know who's who's going to replace him. That's not really important. What is important is that a domestic abuser, a guy that is not a good guy, um, is out of out of prison or out of, out of the. Well, I guess. The state house is present, depending on who you ask, uh, is out of the state house, is out of government, is out of a career if this is his, how he actually acts. And if he, he's proven guilty, he'll be removed anyway. And I don't know about you, but I would rather choose to leave and leave on my own accord uh, than I would be forced out as this man's going to be. um, According to the alleged about the alleged assault around 1 a.m. on July 7th. His wife, Tina, stuck her hand up in the front of his face to stop him from yelling. He uh, reportedly then grabbed her arm and struck her face with an open hand during the argument. She threatened to call the police. Young took her phone and threw it into a pool. Um, one hour later, Young's wife arrived at the home of her brother-in-law. She went there to seek safe haven with her kids, according to the report. Um, he represents southern portions of Summit County. He took office in 2021. The lawmaker works across the aisle on bills relating to finance. He is the chair of the Pensions Committee, but also runs a small business in Akron. He is uh, currently serving his second term in the Ohio House. they are not set to return until mid-September. It's unclear if he'll remain uh, chair of pensions this fall. And the Ohio Capital Journal has reached out to Stevens, uh, Jason Stevens to follow up further. So, I'm really not... Sure, what to expect here. I, I think he should be out, but I don't see him leaving uh, voluntarily. Uh, power hungry people. He sounds like a power hungry guy. Um, he sounds. He's probably the kind of guy that thinks he's a strong man because he's abusing his wife, right? And, and that's the kind of guy that's not going to leave office voluntarily. Um, so Bob Young should leave office. I hope he does leave office. I will encourage him to leave office publicly as I am right now, and I'll do what I can to find a replacement for him uh, here in the beautiful state of Ohio. But get out of office, Rob, uh, Bob. You've got other priorities. Um, just head out. Just, and call it a career. Man, call it a career. All right, folks, we'll be back Friday, the, the first, with a brand new episode of the show. Here, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe, rate five stars, uh, help us boost in the algorithm and help keep us on the up and up with the all the podcasting, all the podcasting places. Make them like us again because we have very low ratings on Apple. We got all the liberals rating us low, and so we don't have the best results over there. So please do it, folks. Over at our uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Uh, find all the links at GOPJosh.com/show. Even if you don't use these platforms, subscribe and rate five stars anyway. To help support the program, help keep us on the air, and help promote us in the the Al Gore rhythms and all that fun stuff. We'll be back Friday with a brand new episode. Uh, programming note: Next Monday, Labor Day, we will not be on the show. We'll be back Wednesday uh, after Labor Day, but we'll be back tomorrow, or Friday before that. <laughs> kind of getting all the days confused in my head. It's been a long day, folks. Back on Wednesday. Have a great e- or Friday. <laughs> I, I see it. I'm telling you. Have a great evening, folks. Stay safe, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay tuned.